Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Batwoman podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Eiley, and I'm here with my co-hosts. Mimi. And Amanda. And we do not have a new episode of Batwoman to review for you. But we are here to give you our review on one of the coolest, hottest new movies in Hollywood that also takes place in Gotham City, or Gotham City of some sort, uh, The Batman. So very exciting we wanted to get back on uh the podcast with you guys while it's still uh the month of march and uh yeah so we we have some not exactly news about batwoman or more like a lack of news which would be that it still has not been renewed yeah which is frustrating especially since other shows have been so yeah i just up to this point, I was very much just not entertaining the possibility that it's not getting renewed, but now that seems to be a decent possibility. And I'm super unhappy about it, to be completely honest. Yeah, I hate it. I feel like, why would they throw out one of their like best and most diverse shows? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's a load of shit that the shows that have not gotten renewed, Batwoman and Legends, are the ones that don't have straight white men as the leads. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it's you know, not the shows with straight men at those leads that have this problem. Yeah. Just to be clear, I'm not hating on the shows. I'm directing this completely at the people that make these decisions. And I mean, I just, I look at Black Lightning, which was an awesome show with another awesome diverse cast and queer characters. And that was ended way too early while it still had plenty of stories left to tell. And I'm just like, is that, is that where we're going to be? Yeah. So it's going to be really yeah. disappointing. Especially, like, I feel like so many CW shows get, like, 14 seasons and it's, like, the story ended. Yeah. And Batwoman has so much more to tell and they're just like, nah, sorry. Yeah. And it's, like, it's super frustrating. And, like, honestly, I'm I'm, I'm two different places with this between Batwoman and Legends. Like, I know it's very well established on this podcast that I'm a Legends fan. um, But I, I do feel like the story in that show has mostly run its course. And if they had announced at the beginning of this season that it was going to be their last season and they did the thing like Supergirl did, I would not have been mad, honestly. I will be mad if they decide after the whole thing is over that it's going to be the last season and they don't get a satisfying ending for any of the characters. Yeah. That is going to annoy me. But upsetting too for both shows. Like anytime that they cut it short, it's like you couldn't have made this decision months ago and just given us a proper send-off at least. Exactly. And it's just like it's legends ended at a place where it's just not gonna be a clean ending. And I'm I'm unhappy about that. I will be unhappy if you know that's where things end up being left. I just I'm I'm so annoyed because we were just really getting into Ryan as a character and like the meat of her storyline, and I was like because, I mean, season one of Batwoman was basically a wash. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> we basically had to toss most of the storyline development that happened in that season. So we've really only had two seasons of Ryan Wilder and her awesome journey into being Batwoman. And, like, for it to be cut then, like, that really sucks. So I mean, the Legends uh, writer's room tweeted today that was like, oh, well, you know, while we're waiting for the decision, stream our, uh, stream our shows on Netflix. And I wanted to be like, <laughs> is there someone we can tweet? Because, like, <laughs> I want to tweet somebody and yell, honestly. That's where I'm at. Oh, my God. I just realized that we're not going to get Luke and Mary if they cancel Batwoman. Yeah. I'm sad. <sighs> we're not going to get the adorable one token hetero couple we like. 
right? Like, at least, I, I mean, I want more of Sophie and Ryan, too, but at least, like, they left it on a satisfying note. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was... I was out at brunch with people from church yesterday and someone was talk we started talking about some of the CW shows and I was like, Oh, I hate the CW. And this guy was like, Oh, I watch all of their shows. I'm like, no, I, I like the shows. I hate the CW. <laughs> it's like I love to hate them. And I also love to watch their shows. I, I love the shows. I love their content. I hate the people that put it out because they do stuff like this and they put great storylines into work and then they cut them off and don't give me the satisfaction. And what, what like frustrates me personally is like they announced all those great comics that are about the shows and i'm like okay this, this right yeah. i didn't even think of that that's what i've been thinking about i'm like okay so you're allowing comics to happen which for all we know they're gonna pull and that just <sighs> this show has so much potential to continue being a really good show but the cw is gonna like do what the cw does we're gonna axe it before it like gets a chance to really like have its prime because like season three is the area when most shows like really get into its prime but we don't have that because we it's only season two for ryan and like se season three was absolutely the best that batwoman has had i'm not i'm not saying that it wasn't the prime but like i feel like we haven't really gotten into like the richness of the story that most shows get in season three yeah, yeah i agree with that it's like I've been watching CW shows way longer than I ever expected to be watching CW shows. Or wanted to, maybe. Or wanted, yeah. you know, like, given yeah. everything. I'm 29 <laughs> years old. I have given the CW so much of my time. Yeah. And for a broader range of things that have been various letdowns. Like, I love Supernatural. It was 15 seasons. Yeah. 15 <laughs> seasons. Yeah, I just they stopped knowing what to do in season six. When Kripke left to go do other things, like I, I literally stopped watching it season five. Like that's where yeah. it ends for me. Get me wrong. Like season six is honestly one of my favorites because it, it's the hot mess of oh no, what do we do? <laughs> but then it kept happening, and you're like oh, oh, you just watch. Like if you ever have the desire to, and you're just like, what happened here? And then it just they made money. Vampire Diaries lasted way longer. Vampire Diaries has given three spinoffs, but we can't continue to get Batwoman. Yeah. <laughs> And like I love small milk, but like by season ten, it was it was really dragging. I just I, it just annoys me because CW they they want all the credit for putting out shows like Batwoman and Legends and like oh you know look how diverse our cast is look at how many queer characters we have but like then they you know they end shows like Black Lightning after four seasons and you know they give Legends not enough episodes, they give Batwoman not enough episodes, and we end up in situations like this where, you know, the other shows get renewed without a second thought, and or at least, you know, with Supergirl, like, they get a proper send-off, and, like, they get notified that it's gonna be a last season when, like, apparently Legends and Batwoman aren't given, like, the same, you know... <sighs> I'm super frustrated! <laughs> I wish DC had, like, the same sense that Marvel had to has, too, because, like... Yeah. Marvel is so in tune with their fan base where it's like, oh, well, we can't do this Daredevil anymore, but, like, we'll bring it over here and do a different version. And, like, right. Batwoman would be great on HBO Max. Like, they could just cast okay. all the same people yes. and, like, do some yes. new, like, a soft reboot, you know? But they're probably not going to. Also, like, five seasons is honestly pretty solid for a show. Three to five is honestly my favorite yeah. length because you're like, all right, yeah. that's a good amount of time to invest in making a thing. And it's like, <sighs> I just wish more shows allowed that or like yeah it's just it's gonna if they ended here it's gonna feel super premature 
and it just like like if they end it and then in like a year from now they're like surprise hbo max i'll be confused but happy you know <laughs> yeah i mean I'd i will rather. take it i will definitely yeah. take it but it's just you know it's it's frustrating that you know the cw wants you know all their credits for having these shows and then they don't give them you know what they properly deserve and that's really annoying and i just i'm just tired of seeing shows like batwoman get you know not what they deserve <laughs> i know i'm repeating myself i'm just ugh. it's okay i'm not happy <laughs> yeah maybe we should move on well you know, more dark, depressing content. The bad whatever, uh, whatever the CW decides to do, as long as the good old DC TV podcasting network will have me ranting on the air, I will be around in some form. So, you know, same. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. So, the Batman. I I finally got around to watching it last weekend after like way too long. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with, like, overall thoughts, I, I would say I, I really liked it. I had, like, one main beef with the storyline, but other than that, I really liked it. Yeah, I loved it, honestly. I feel like it's one of the first DC movies I've been excited about in a very long time, minus, like, yeah. The Suicide Squad, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely a step up from the other recent DC releases, for sure. I think, I, think um, I feel like their recent stuff has gotten me more excited about the things that like I wasn't excited about, like maybe the Flash right. and like Aquaman and stuff. Like maybe yeah. they can save this franchise. Yeah, I hope so. It's just like it, it feels like they have a much better like idea of where the character is and like where where he should, where he's going and like you know a more cohesive storyline than the prior <laughs> movies. So. Yeah. I I enjoyed a lot of it. I think their character work was really good. I think the score was really good. And I just, they had a lot of really great moments. So, Mimi, I, what are your thoughts? I really liked it. I did not like how uncomfortable I felt while watching it the entire time. Yeah, hard time. Because of, like, the score was great. It did a very good job at making me, like, super uncomfy. Um, but I did really like it. Uh and I mainly, like, my main, like, favorite part, though, I will just say, is Wayne Manor was gorgeous. And I finally got the gothic Wayne Manor yes. that I've been wanting. <laughs> it was beautiful. It, it was hardcore yeah. beautiful. I, 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 will, I will just go ahead and say my main, my main uh, beef with the movie, because I'm, I'm going to rant about it, I'm sure, at length. I did not like how they did the Riddler, uh, mainly because they felt way too close, like, a horror movie villain for me. And I think a few of the uh, the deaths and the murders felt more like torture porn than anything else. If you're not familiar with that term, it's, you know, mostly, mostly applied to movies like Saw, which is just like my, my least favorite thing in the world. Um, <laughs> especially the, the one with like the rats and the oh, I just... Yeah. yeah, that was a Saw trap, definitely. 100%. I, yeah. I, I felt super uncomfortable and there there was at least one point where I was just like, I don't like, I, I never seriously considered walking out of the theater, but I was definitely like, I am super uncomfortable and I don't want to watch this right now. So that I did not like, um, but pretty much everything else I did. I, I will say it, it felt much more like a serial killer dynamic than, you know, a comic book villain. It felt, I don't know if... I'm sure someone else listening to this is into some sort of true crime stuff like me, but it, he had very uh, Ed Kemper vibes, in my opinion. If you ever want to go see, watch Mindhunter, Ed Kemper is featured in that, and it was a very, uh, very similar, in my opinion. 
but I, I did think it was independently a very good movie when it started off with the the mayor being murdered at first i thought it was going to be like the waynes being murdered <laughs> and like i thought it that was like baby bruce on halloween and like someone was that was like thomas wayne and they were getting scoped out but then i was like oh no this is like present day and there's the mayor and stuff so yeah i'm happy they cut the origin story like I think they said they were going to do that, but I'm happy that they just, like, jumped into it. Yeah. And I feel like we've never gotten, or, like, not never, but in a while, we haven't gotten, like, a right. Batman dynamic where he's kind of, like, in the middle of his superhero career instead of, like, yeah. at the beginning or super experienced. Yeah, because I feel like we don't necessarily need an origin story. And I, th I think that was, you know, I think it was a good move to jump until partial way in, at least. So we get to see, you know, him dealing with like you know the meat of his year the years and when he's like you know having a lot of conflict about himself and stuff and i i just feel like we've gotten a lot of origin stories so we don't necessarily need that yeah i i i was kind of amused because i i had previously seen i, I was expecting the origin story with uh thomas and martha because i had previously seen that i suggested that that had taken place in like 2000 and someone was talking about movies that got released in 2000, them being like Shrek and Princess Diaries. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was like, that's, yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely a Shrek. Someone said uh, Max Keeble's big move. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that makes sense. That, that makes a lot of sense. So I would personally like to know what movie they were seeing on these days, but. I'm also it was Shrek, definitely. Definitely Shrek. I hope it was Shrek. Um, I just love how emo Bruce, what like this was the if I'm not gonna get suave Bruce Wayne, I will happily take emo dummy boy Bruce yes, Wayne. Yes, yes, you know, yes. And I'm, not that like Patterson wasn't like he wasn't being suave, he was being an awkward dummy that radiated like, hey, I'm like 25, I know nothing about life, but I go and beat up criminal, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> yes, and it was, it was great. He he had one note emotions and it was eternally exasperated and yes. that's not a criticism it was perfect yes i loved it <laughs> yeah he plays that very very well yeah he was i mean it's his one it's his one character but he just he does it so well and he yeah. was great and then it, it seemed like he had a much better understanding of bruce wayne than a lot of other people have that you know both have both played him and have played you know people surrounding him so i i really enjoyed that i thought it was super amusing when Mr. Gordon was bringing him to the crime scene and everyone was like, uh... <laughs> Firstly, because that just felt like something out of the Arrowverse. So I was like, that's... Yeah, that, that tracks. I also just, like, loved how angry they were. They're like, what is he doing here? And he's like, don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, this was the <laughs> Gordon and, like, Bruce Wayne, like, Batman. This is the energy I wanted, too. Yes. Yeah. I I, they, they did a really great job with the Gordon-Bruce Wayne relationship. I Or Gordon-Batman, you know. I think... It was just like the perfect amounts of like funny, but also like pals and just very, very, very well done in my opinion. Yeah. I also love Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. He's like I feel like he did so well with it. And oh, I, yeah. I liked Gordon in The Dark Knight, but I feel like he passed that for me. I I had to place him because I was like, I, I feel like I've seen exactly this character before. I would like looked him up on IMDb and I was like, oh, oh okay, like Westworld and yeah fire and all of those things so. he also was uh the like guy who's in charge of the universe stuff in what if which is animated but, but like oh, he that's why he was like voice. character yeah okay gotcha. that makes sense i also really hope that he's the gordon for the batgirl movie whenever that happens you know yes that's that what i want really like if they, if they make them the same 
universe per se because I don't know what their plans are anymore when it comes to that type of stuff. I, I really want that. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused about what universe this is in because I feel like they've confirmed like Suicide Squad and other stuff, but this doesn't feel like it's in any of those universes. <laughs> this was yeah. like, hey, it's that goth one, and you're like, all right. Sure. Sure. It's like I don't want Batgirl to be gothic to this degree, you know, but I would love it to still be this Gotham, which I know would obviously be very different, but like Babs is a very different type of hero than Bruce. So I think it could be the same Gotham and not exactly have the same vibes, you know, with a different character, you know, different things going on. So I love Selena Kyle so much. it was great zoe kravitz was perfect i just all around loved everything about her and that role she did so well definitely some low-key bisexual vibes there with her calling annika baby i was like oh yes yeah (laughs) friend (laughs) i hope they like actually dig into it i don't know if they will but that would be so she was just uh i i I feel like it's it's kind of easy to just not do not do Catwoman right and I appreciate that they really like I feel like they got all her like motivations right that you know she was wanting to like protect women and that's why they didn't like make her shallow they definitely like there was definitely the possibility of doing that but they didn't I just it was she was a very very well done character and I really appreciate her and I think Zoe did fantastic acting so she was everything I wanted and more for this portrayal of what we yep. were getting. You know, from like everything yeah. the trailer, like this was not a letdown. You were fantastic. I knew I was gonna immediately have hard eyes for her. Um, <laughs> but like, oh fantastic. Yeah, it was like going in with high expectations already, and then like she just surpassed them completely. Yes. Yeah, and it was just it, it was such a great like return to a woman of color as Catwoman after, you know. Eartha Kitt being the iconic portrayal that somehow gets left out of a lot of people's <laughs> uh, recounting of the different Catwomans we've had. So yeah. I, I really appreciated that. And I think, yeah, so we just did fantastic. And the rating for her was very, very excellent. So the scene of Batman breaking into the nightclub was yeah. oh my God. <laughs> all around hilarious, especially because I was like, Bruce Wayne probably could just walk in and then he did later in the movie (laughs) yeah i thought that's what they were gonna do at first and then like that happened and i was just like why but okay the drama (laughs) i'm just just gonna break in here and they're gonna be like uh okay i guess (laughs) an emo drama king we love it yep we do honestly that was great character moments all around i loved i love the mob vibes in this movie and that's what if we get another season of batwoman I would like some mob vibes because I thought I thought that was there was like a super interesting plot that was just so great and well done. They really tied it in well with Catwoman and you know they'll be like oh it's her father and like seeing them at the clubs and I also really love the penguin which is yes, not yes. something I think I've ever said before because I've <laughs> not liked prior iterations of him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I really disliked him in Gotham. It just he annoyed the shit out of me. So. I, I thought he was great here. I thought he was so well done. And it was just, he was cracking me up. The car scene change was so good. The score was excellent in that one. Oh. At oh the God. where he thinks he lost Batman and then he comes bursting through the flames. And I was like, oh my God. I love so, the scene where they're like trying to decipher the Spanish too. And he's like, you idiots. Like, yes. You got it wrong. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, oh, that's so funny. Like, he started kept saying it was like a rat. I'm like, Bruce, you dummy. Right, right. <laughs> a rat with wings. I was like, "How was your first thought not a bat?" I was yeah. like, 
Bruce, you, you giant idiot. Like, really, Bruce? I feel like this version of Bruce is 1,000% a theater major. Just oh, saying. for sure. Like, if he, he wasn't, was. buddy. Too much is falling. I've heard that their penguin's supposed to be getting a show. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's confirmed. So oh, okay. I was less excited. Now I'm more excited. I still don't, like, I want it, but I don't want it, you know? <laughs> I, I hope they explore his character well and you know, you know they give him storylines that are you know they're not like one note and they're complex and they could like even dive in and like see his motivations and stuff I, I hope they do the work to make it good basically yeah that is, uh, I hope so I think it's gonna be Matt Reeves again so hopefully yeah he seems like this is his baby so <laughs> good good I hope so so there there were a couple times where I was concerned they were gonna go after like Mayor Mitchell's son, especially oh. because they gave him the like the beats oh yeah. with him like finding his dad and like Bruce seeing him and then like when the car broke into the funeral and Bruce like dove for the kid, I was scared that like they were gonna go after that. And then later on in the movie when they have the Riddler writing orphans somewhere, I was it did later occur to me that he's not technically an orphan because he still has his mom. But for a second I was like, uh please keep that small child safe. I would have been extremely upset if that had happened. <laughs> you don't you don't mess with children. I would yeah. have been very mad. So I'm glad, glad they didn't do that. But I was I was hardcore scared for a minute. But I, I did I did really love that Bruce Dofer the kid in the funeral. That yeah, was that was cute. My heart. I just I just thought of the opening like fight scene again at the train. How perfectly disturbing that was. But the monologue and the way they managed to make Bruce be the intimidating. For like this was my favorite portrayal of Batman. Yeah, yeah. This, this is the version of Batman that I'm like, yes, he is one scary sob when he needs to be, but also he use scare tactics and like, oh, yeah. Oh. Was, but then he cares for little ones, and it's like, yep. oh, good. It was a great, it was a great portrayal, and the train scene was extremely well done. It was just like, it was a great job of portraying him as like an intimidating figure, but he's also like, you know. The guy is the guy is scared. He's like, don't don't hit me. And he's like, no, like I'm here to like help you. That was the entire point of me showing up. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny that like the citizens of Gotham don't even fully understand that he's there to protect them, but he's still, you know, he's still there doing it. Yeah. I kind of like that about it though, because I feel like yeah. I don't know. Is it realistic that in other superhero movies, like somebody's running around in a mask and they're just like, thank you? Yeah. <laughs> Like, especially maybe not, like, Captain America or somebody who's all, like, yeah. smiley and happy, yeah. but, like, Batman is just, like, running around in a black cape. Like, no one knows who he is. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I like I like that, you know, he's kind of morally gray and he's not, you know, on the best terms with the cops and being, you know, being led into scenes and everything. And he's, you know, he's a vigilante. He's not on the right side of the law. I, you know, I like that. It was a good, uh, a good, a good vibe for him. Can we also talk about the fact that, like, the law is all angry at Batman because he's like beating up people. It's like you guys do worse though. Oh, funny. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Like, I'm jump. I'm jumping around my outline, but the- them like confirming that the majority of the GCPD was corrupt. I was like, great. Now, now do Batwoman's GCPD. Can we yeah. please? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I, I want this. But yeah, no, super, super hardcore hypocriticalness there going on with them. Being like, oh, he's a criminal. He staged a crime scene or whatever. You know, he's in a hostage situation, and then they're like all on, you know, Falcone's payroll. And like, yep, yep. But like, that, that scene though at the GCPD when they're all swarming him—that was so freaking oh God, good. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, fantastic. Oh. And then when he's in with Gordon, he's like, I guess you punched me. Yep. 
Perfect. <laughs> did you have to pull it? I did. It's like, oh, oh, boy. Yes. I, I was like, yes, thank you. Thank you. Like, because that's, that is exactly Bruce Wayne and Jim Gordon in those dynamics. That is, that is perfect. Yes. This is making me want to go see the movie again. <laughs> I look forward I would, to I would to honestly watch it. it again, except for a few scenes I hardcore disliked. I, I dislike the neck bomb, by the way, which oh. uh, I don't remember the neck bomb. <laughs> it was, was, oh, that was, was the one where he was like guessing the riddles and yeah, the, the DA, which I was like, uh, you gotta direct the DA into this. <laughs> <laughs> didn't bother me that much the rat one was like kind of yeah the rat one was definitely worse um, <laughs> that the, the one i was one... like this is a hundred percent a saw movie right now <laughs> yeah and that's like i i have gripes with many horror villains but like the saw is like my absolute like worst so when that happened i was like no 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 <laughs> like i like horror movies i just feel like i wasn't expecting that from this movie so it's kind of like jarring yeah it's just uh, like, I, I can see like, how people would walk in and be like wait what i th- they had a preview for jordan peele's new movie before it and oh my I just, god like, yours too i i just straight up closed my eyes honestly i was like oh. i'm not doing this <laughs> so I'm just i'm just it's not that i like I, I mean, it's it's not even so much that I, like, would not like watching a horror movie. It's more so that, like, afterwards I get, like, nightmares and panic attacks. That's so uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's just not something I know I know better than to subject myself to it. Yeah. So I was just, it was unpleasant to, you know, like you said, I was, I was not expecting it. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like I knew that they weren't going for, like, the typical superhero vibes, but yeah. I didn't know they were going, like, that deep into the serial killer aspect, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, I, I I like like true crime stuff, and I'm like, you know, I can do serial killers, but this was, oh yeah, this is on another level. It was it was a lot. I I mean, I think they they took the Riddler and they said how like how dark can we go and like turned it up to like a thousand when you know yeah. previous levels were on a hundred. And I like honestly, when I think of the Riddler, I'm gonna go back to like Jim Carrey. That's gonna be like the <laughs> iconic Riddler portrayal in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. This this feels like they almost invented a new character and slapped a name on him. I could see that, yeah. It's yeah. not really like what you imagine as the Riddler. Yeah. I will say the actor did a good job with what they gave him, though. He did. He did yeah. very good. D- definitely Ed Kemper, Ed Kemper vibes. Uh, <laughs> he did great. I was I was expecting his like reveal to be that he was like the son of the journalist that supposedly got killed or something like that. I thought that too. Mm. And I was like, how is he just not like why would you not use that? <laughs> no, I was like, this is this was a perfect like plot point for that. But... <laughs> yeah. I the only time I was like, oh yes, Riddler energy was every time he left Batman a freaking card, and they were progressively yes. creepier oh God, and weirder yes. and cheesier. <laughs> I was but like, then it was yeah, like, mm, I'm gonna brutally murder these people, and I was like, that's not the Riddler. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's gosh. I love how nobody at the GCPD really noticed or cared that Batman would just come, like, pick up a birthday card and leave. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, oh, I guess that's for you. Yep. Sure. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, yeah, no, I knew... Uh, I was... It was pretty clear that they were going to end up going for the DA, but I'm like, ugh. <laughs> the lawyers. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> I was personally offended. So, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, when they were they were doing the riddles with him and he said the first one, I was like, Justice, it's justice. I was like, come on, how do you not know this? Come on. 
got this. I feel like he got most of them pretty quickly, though, except for the the rat bat situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also like really liked how when he was there, th- they made it creepy contacts. Yeah. Like the computerized yeah. contact thing. That was really freaking cool. And that oh, him yeah, and yeah. Alfred were working over the codes together. Yes, I love that. I loved I loved Alfred and Alfred and Bruce's relationship. It was yes. so yeah. fun and just like it was that perfect like di- dynamic for like you know the guy who partially raised him, but like is now trying to respect his autonomy as an adult, but also like is still going to end up being kind of overproductive. It's yeah. it's so cute, and that's like for for a second there, I was like, if they kill Alfred, I swear to God. Oh my God! I thought they did at first. I was I like, why? <laughs> I was I was going to be so mad. I was just like. Oh. I was like, am I going to have another Alfred death I'm going to have to live with? Like, how dare you? <laughs> don't kill Alfred. You don't kill Jimmy Olsen. These these are like the DC <laughs> basics. Come on. Yeah. That's what I get really mad at movies. <laughs> I also thought he was going to throw the thing out the window, not in the corner. Yeah. I was very worried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, well. <sighs> I feel, I feel like the aerial work for Batman was good with him, like, using the grappling hook and stuff. It wasn't, like, super unrealistic. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like the CW gets to, like, super unrealistic with that stuff. So. When, he, when he fell, because he couldn't do it right? Yeah. Like, that, yeah. Was, that was good. That was what oh, I want. I want... I don't need it all the time, but sometimes I just need to see my hero mess up horribly. Yep. Because it was yep. really funny and on brand. Yeah. No, it was. It was great. And, and honestly, in, the, in those moments, I'm always like, broken bones. So many broken bones. Yes. Yeah. Especially with Batman, because I'm just yeah. like, you're not a superhuman person. You just, you're you're just a person, and you would have a lot of broken bones after this. It's like, now nah, let me just leap off this building. It'll be fine. That was such a good scene, but also like, dude. Who's <laughs> good? Really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. I liked them exploring the angle of thomas wayne being potentially corrupt but i also did like that they came through and alfred was like no absolutely not like that's not who your father was and like that knowing that that happened like ate away at him and he was going to expose this and that's what got him killed that's that's much more satisfying for me because i think you know they did kind of dig into the, like the progressive political angle here and it was like maybe his political ideas weren't actually the best but you know him be, being the fact that, like, you know, he was trying to, like, stand up and do the right thing and that's what got him on the wrong side of these people and he wasn't, like, in the dirt with the mobsters and on the same side as them, I found that to be a lot more satisfying. Yeah. I feel like it humanized him without, like, he has flaws, but it didn't yeah. go so far that he's, like, totally unlikable and you're just like, okay, don't care anymore. Yeah. No, for sure. And may- Maybe I'm, like, a bad Batman fan, but I, I didn't know Martha's maiden name was Arkham. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me, me neither. I did not. I don't know. Personally. I, just, I, had, I had no idea. I was like, "Huh, that's that's something." And I didn't. I didn't know there was a potential history with mental illness there. But I mean, it has to make sense. But so, hmm. have to look more into that. Gotta say though, like, how did Thomas not know his mobster friend was gonna do something sketchy? Like my dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. My friend that is in the mob totally right. isn't gonna murder someone because I said, "Hey, handle it for me, like, buddy." He's not gonna be like, hey, let's go get drinks. He's gonna be like, hey, let's go for a walk. Oops, he got pushed off a dock. Like <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of naivety on his part for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was just like poor wording all around. Like, just handle it. Okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> like Thomas, you should know better, but yeah. <laughs> I think they should have let Selena kill Falcon. Yes. Just a thought. That's, yeah. 
it's pretty much always me when it comes to those kind of situations. I was like, just, just let her kill him. Just, just let her kill him. And that's, that was the one time Arrow did something right was when they introduced Dinah Drake and she was in that episode and she was going to like get the guy that supposedly we found out killed her former partner. And Oliver was like, you don't have to do this. And she's like, fuck you and shot him. Yes. I was like, that is the best thing that Arrow has ever done. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, that's the one redeeming moment of Arrow for me. <laughs> I want every superhero media to give me those moments. Give me the fuck you and shoot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what I wanted. But, you know, I, I understand we can't always get that. But, okay. So, no, you, you guys are my New Yorkers and you've like actually lived in New York City where I'm just, you know, I'm a suburbs girl. But, like, was this mo- entire movie not a just copy paste of New York City? It was. It was just copy and paste. Yeah. New York City. I was like, especially uh, when it was very clearly like, oh, yeah, that's Madison Square Garden. Gotham Square Garden. I lost my shit. I was like, you seeing this? You seeing this? The highways, too, I feel like. Like when he was driving back to the manor, I was like, oh, yeah, that looks like you're driving out of Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, It's like you took a lot of good exterior shots, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I was just like, this is, this is in fact New York City. I mean, I have to believe that it wouldn't be that easy to flood Manhattan. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't. I don't I think really it's hope not that easy. That easy, like, <laughs> it's, like it's you know like higher ground. I guess I, I can. Like, I've never thought about this before. <laughs> I can understand why Madison Square or Gotham Square Garden got like flooded to that degree, only because it is close to the water. Like, yeah. because my brain is thinking, okay, like the Javits Center is not that far from the water. It's literally like right on the water. Yep. If you yeah. walk a couple extra blocks, and I'm like, okay, and when I used to get off the train at 34th from Penn Station to walk to the Javits Center, like, that's a 10-minute walk that's right near the water. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the only reason why I was like, hmm, okay, I'll I'll, I'll go with you on this one. <laughs> was that NYCC 2018 when we met, right, Mimi? Yeah. Oh, my God. Throwback. Long time. the Javits Center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> no. It was good. So okay, I don't I don't know if I was the only one like that got like strong incel army vibes from the climax. That's what oh. we were speaking about, right? One thousand percent. The you mean like the Riddler's yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was like, this is this is that's what they're going for here. Yeah, yeah. That was very. That was that was another one of those tense moments for me where I was like, "Mm, yeah, this feels like some 4chan bad parts of Reddit. Yeah, I I hope they handle this well. (laughs) (laughs) I I think ultimately they did pretty. I think they did pretty good. So, did did I miss some hit pieces on like progressivism has ruined Batman? Because I after after, you know I watched a few weeks out, so I was like, did I did I miss this? Because I feel like this movie would have inspired some of those. Um, to to be honest with you, I feel like more of it was like, boo, this movie's. I'm gonna get like hate mail for this, but like, boo, this movie's not in the Snyderverse, so we're gonna trash it for that instead. Yeah, I feel like it might have been avoided like the woke media thing just because everybody was complaining about that. People <laughs> also got angry at Selena's line about like rich people. Did that? I didn't know. It's it's a good line that I just entirely forgot. But when it happened, I was like, "Oh, that's the line people are angry at." Like that. Yep. Yep. I saw that. I was like, "That's a pretty non." You know, I don't can't really object to that statement. I don't see something anything super controversial about that. But (laughs) but you know, because she's a woman in power um, and a woman of color, it's a bad thing. (sighs) Well, people find anything to be offended at. So yeah. 
Maybe uh, they were too focused on turning red. Yeah. <laughs> it did also like mess with me when they were like fighting yeah. inside Madison Square Garden because I just never pay attention to looking up in there. Right. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. No, and when everything was going on there and they were like jumping up. I, I kind of wish they explored the plot more with the mayor candidate, the, the mayor elect, I guess. Because I, f- I feel like we just barely got anything of her. She and was I, I cool. Hope, I hope they explore that more in uh, new movies because I know they, they gave us like the one scene of her at the uh, the funeral with Bruce being like, hey, you know, I would love to see you more like engaged in this, you know, like your parents were. So I hope I hope if huh, I'll get there, but I hope if we have another movie that, you know, they will get more into that and explore her character. That being said, if the next movie is about the go- is about the Joker, I am going on record right now. I am not seeing this movie. <laughs> I just, if this is what they do with the Riddler, I do not want to see their version of the Joker. Yeah, I mean, they kind of showed us a little bit of it, and it's just nope. Definitely nope. got the horror movie vibes back. No, thank you. I will pass on that. I just you know, not for me. Then that's okay. Not not all media has to be for me. That's that's okay. You can make media that's not for me. I just am not going to see it. I don't think they're going to do it, though. I feel like I read an interview where they were saying that, like, the Joker was supposed to be part of this movie, and that's why they included, like, the uh, final scene, because it was, like, they had filmed all of it, and they were supposed to have more. Um, But I think he said, the director said something along the lines of, like, don't read this as, like, a post-credits, what's coming next kind of deal. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that means no. (laughs) I I hope so. I just, I feel like the Joker has been extremely overdone at this point, especially in recent years. And I'm just, obviously, in in case you didn't get it from their coverage of the last season of Batwoman. (laughs) I'm super sick and super super done with this character. And I don't need another unoriginal portrayal by some boring white guy who think he's, you know, Haha, I'm crazy. Haha. I I would honestly like to see them do like Clayface. Yes, I, yeah. I would like Clayface. I would like Two Face. Any of those <sighs> villains, I would be super down to see. I would really like to see this version, like what this version of Two Face would be like. Yeah, it just Batman has so many good villains that have not been explored yet, and I'm just like, I I don't need another portrayal of the Joker. <laughs> I yeah. Really but also, like, I could to- also like I appreciate that. Okay, so so many of the superhero movies will do way too many villains in a movie and it feels crowded. I appreciate that this didn't actually feel crowded. Yes. Yeah. It, was, it felt very nice to have a couple villains per se and it wasn't too overwhelming. It's like, okay, cool. The Falcone stuff got wrapped up um, differently than I would like. But like that happened. Penguin's still around because the penguin, you know? Yeah. And then the Riddler was like, this is the villain we're dealing with at the moment. But also here's some stuff that if we go back to it, like I wouldn't be upset if the penguin was the main villain for the next one. Yeah, right. you know, yeah. like that's that fine. Good. I think I feel like this was a good, this was a good setup for the penguin because you got yeah. him being like he's not the head guy in charge. He's you know just running errands or whatever. And like I think then seeing his boss get killed or whatever, you know, that's gonna set him up for like his own real descent into villainy and like you know taking things into his own hands. Firstly, I think that's a really good like setup for him. So you know, I hope I hope we get to see more of it. You're good. Especially depending on whatever they do with the show. Like, that could be really good. The show could be sort yeah. of its own post-credity sort of thing. Or just leading up to him being the guy in charge. Not in charge in charge, but, like... Yeah. And doing his own villain enterprise. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just... We might no. get that in the series. I'm wondering if Batman's going to be in the series. Because I don't think they've, like, said anything about that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it's going to be, like, a straight 
Penguin series. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I I don't know. I feel like they're they're probably gonna just try to keep it more about the villains, but you know, probably. Yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, I don't know. Robert Pattinson seems like he likes the role, so maybe. Yeah. Yes, Can't we'll imagine him signing on for like 800 projects, though. But we will do see. We know what, do we know what the series is going to be on? Is it HBO Max? Yeah, HBO Max. Yeah. Okay. A lot yeah. of the newer DC stuff they're they're like greenlighting is just straight to HBO Max. Like the eventual Black Canary yeah. show, that's going to be HBO Max, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Screen directing. Yes. <laughs> ah. Love it. <laughs> All right. Put on there, please, please, please give us the Black Canary we always deserve place yeah yes all right i think we covered most of anything do any do you have any uh final thoughts on the movie uh just i'm excited for more i'm happy it's got sequels and yeah i hope they do a good job with them i really like the way they've set it up and all the characters robert pattinson could be my new batman we'll see yeah, no, I was I was definitely a big fan of the Nolan movies and kind of their their grittier quote unquote take on Batman. And I think this was a really good interpretation of him as well. I liked that you know they really engaged with the meat of the story. They didn't just kind of play him off because I feel like he was. I, I I'm not super engaged in the Snyderverse, obviously, but I feel like they obviously were not like prioritizing Batman's story. He was more of just like a side character, and they didn't yeah. really deal with him as a character. He was just kind of there. So I'm, I'm excited to really dig into Bruce Wayne and what makes him tick because we haven't really gotten that since the Nolan movies. Yeah. I, think, I think this is really exciting. I am excited. I'm just praying that they make good and don't go with the Joker for the next movie. Uh, I will say, unlike other scores, I won't be able to listen to this one to write to it. Yeah, like it's, it's a really good score, but I'm like I'm not gonna be able to listen to it on my own. Like I know I listen to a lot of the Dark Knight Rises sound, you know. Like I yeah, listen to a yeah. lot of the Nolan verse one. I will probably listen to whatever theme they have properly for Selena. Yeah, yeah, and like some whatever cute song they may or may not have scored when they like kissed and stuff. But like, uh, no, <laughs> great movie. Can't listen to that music again. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it was very impressive though how it kept you on edge like the oh, entire yeah. movie. Like that movie started and I was like, I feel anxious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was, they obviously had an idea of what they wanted it to do and it did great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kudos for them for that. All right. A couple things uh, before we leave you. Number one, it looks like it's almost the end of April. It looks like that there is going to be a con at Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, Missouri next month at the end of next month. Um, and it looks like I will probably be going as will Rachel Scarson and Nicole Kang. So I just wanted to put you all on notice of that <laughs> more or less. Um, if anyone has any, you know, questions, they're dying to uh, have them answer. I am not guaranteeing that I will do so, but you can tweet them to me and I will think about it. <laughs> and I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can maybe get some, uh, rec- a little recording of them doing the, Oh, this is Nicole Kang, and you're listening to the Batwoman podcast. Like oh, they have the flash. That would be very cool. I think that would be cool. I feel like Nicole would be down to do it. So we'll see. <laughs> the one, one other thing, I was thinking. I always feel awkward ending the podcast because I don't know how to end it. And I realized a lot of other podcasts have like little sign offs, like the Legend Podcast goes stay legendary. And I was like, huh, we need a sign off. And I think that. Obviously, our fans should probably be the ones to come up with it because I do not have any original ideas. So 
if you have a nice cool sign off that you would think for us that's not super corny like i don't hey that woman i don't know i can't think of things on the spot <laughs> but it would be it would not be good so think of something great tweet it to us or email it to us we want to hear your ideas and your suggestions so we can have a not awkward sign off that's not just bye <laughs> <laughs> because that's currently what we have so which we will hopefully have for our podcast that will hopefully continue when we get a season four renewal <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll find something to we'll find something to podcast on i i am sure of these things yeah, have so. faith <laughs> all right before we go do you guys want to give out your socials for uh, everybody yeah. sure ah you could find me on twitter at peaks and pages and instagram at charmanda twitter i am usually just talking about other nerdy things so come talk to me uh, Mimi, where can we find you you can find me on twitter occasionally on instagram and predominantly kind of sort of on tiktok at morganscene 17 and you can find me on twitter at rachel eiley that's r-a-c-h-e-l-e-i-l-e-y and on tumblr at canary at law and of course you can find the show on facebook twitter and instagram at batwoman podcast i do not have the right notes pulled up at the moment for this so give me a minute <laughs> I was like, i'm just uh just going from memory here okay yeah, Facebook and Twitter about one podcast. You subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, and follow the entire DCTV podcasting network, featuring up with podcasts for all the DCTV shows at dctvpodcast.com. Follow the networks on social media at DCTV Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Lastly, but not least, subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. The Batwoman podcast does not have an Instagram, just DCTV Podcast. <laughs> if you look at us on Instagram, it will not exist. So. Yeah. Don't. just wanted to give you a heads up so. <laughs> all right friends that's it for now uh we will definitely be back throughout the season i think we're trying for at least one episode a month if not more often than that so if you have ideas on what you want us to do episodes on let us know and you know we'll see what we can do and think of it so yeah. until then we'll see you soon bye bye, bye.